You're listening to Chewing the Fat On Demand. No, seriously, this is not for the podcast, okay? Baby, it's cold outside. I really can't stay. All I want to do is hear that song. Oh, and (laughs) I got to send this to Hillary, too. Uh, Why can't railroad engineers be electrocuted? Because they aren't conductors. Thank you. Hillary will. She'll laugh. She puts the jokes on her Instagram all the time. Silly. Look at that. Earth. Oh, my gosh. 7.0 earthquake in Alaska. And they had tsunami warnings, obviously. Anytime there's an earthquake over 0.2, there's a tsunami warning. And the earthquake in Kansas, tsunami warning. Stop it. But they had the tsunami warning, which didn't happen. But 7.0. Do you remember when, when we were, um, not too long ago, when Irving was having all the earthquakes? And I remember sitting in, uh, in the room you're in. Chris, that was my office then. And uh, it was earthquake hit here, and it was like a three. I mean, this entire building shook. I mean, it was, I sat, I sat, I thought someone was running over me. So, you know, and I was sitting there and uh, I feel it, the small shake coming. And it was like, and the walls start shaking. That's, that's a three. You look at that footage from a seven, man. That does some damage now. There's some stuff that got knocked down with a seven. You're doing, you're doing some serious building damage. If not, if it doesn't fall, you're cracking some foundations. You're, I mean, you need to check it all. Bridges, all of it. That's dangerous. That does some damage. And now there's, there've been, there've been uh, aftershocks. The governor has declared, of course, a state of emergency. It's Alaska. There's like what ten people there. Oh, that's right. Your sister's in Alaska now. Eh. Nice to meet her. I'm not kidding. This is not for the podcast. I welcome to it. This is uh, Chewing the Fat with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. Um, been a busy day already. I mean, we had uh, Pat Unleashed this morning. We had more on trivia. And we had the, I was on the news and why it matters uh, with uh, Pat. And Jason and myself and, of course, you know, Sarah Gonzalez. I mean, she's at the helm of that show. Runs that show with a tight fist. And uh, except when she's pointing her finger at me, which really ticked me off today, by the way. I'm going to have to – her and I are going to have a little chat about it. Now, more on trivia. Um, uh, it was uh, Minnesota, New England, New England won. So we're, we predicted New England will win the game on Sunday. All right? And that's – if Minnesota beats New England in New England, times are changing. I'm just saying. Uh, so anyway, it's the holidays. We, yesterday we were talking about uh, you know Christmas music and uh, uh, what's your face is uh, all I want for Christmas is you. Well, now we've got a radio station in Cleveland, the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, by the way, uh, deciding that um, the song "Baby It's Cold Outside." Uh, because of the hashtag Me Too movement, we we can't play that. We can't play that. What? Are you kidding me? First, we attack Charlie Brown. Charlie freaking Brown. The Christmas show, Charlie Brown. They give him a hard time because the one uh, the one kid, 
the black kid is sitting all by sitting on the other side of the table, uh, and everybody else is sitting on the other side. Now, can I interject? <laughs> yes. He's sitting on the other side of the table, but if you look at the seat, he has the most comfortable seat out of all of them. Well, he sits. They made him sit in a lawn chair. They're sitting in the table chairs. I mean, it's questionable. I like the spin, though. The lawn chair is a lot more comfortable than those other chairs. Uh, except normally lawn chairs don't fit up into the dining room table properly, you know, because you're down too low and you're not, it's not it's not comfortable. No, it's, that's not a good spin. But I like it. It's all right. It's good. It's a good idea. So they're mad at him for that. All right. Now I can't enjoy Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I mean, I always knew that. That's been that show. That's because that's what that show is, right? But Rudolph, think of this for just a second. This is my spin on Rudolph. Rudolph and uh, Dingleberry, the Hermie, Hermie wants to be a dentist, uh, goes out. And uh, it's because of the turmoil that they're faced, that they've thrown, been thrown into, that creates this this great thing for them. They realize their potential, and everyone else realizes their potential. Yeah, Santa's a jerk. His dad's a jerk. The train, what's his face? Donner is a jerk. They're all jerks to Rudolph, except for the chick. She knows. What's with Clarice? She knows. Clarice is, is saw the greatness of Rudolph from the very beginning. That's why she went with him. And she knew she'd get free dental work if she stuck with him because Hermie was there. And then they hooked up with, I don't even give me, I can tell you though, I love Rudolph. But we can't even watch that now because it's, you know, Santa's a jerk. Are we in the hashtag Santa's a jerk movement now too? And now, this radio station, the Cleveland radio station, WDOK, Christmas 102.1, pulled the song, (sighs) Baby It's Cold Outside. Now, they say that it really wasn't our decision. It's the decision of our listeners, says WDOK midday host Desiree. She told WJW, noting that the Christmas lineup is decided by the station's listeners. The station said it posted a poll on the song on its website. The clear majority of respondents supported the decision to remove the song from the station's lineup. Um, okay, that was on the station website, which um, are not visible uh, to the public. But the poll that is visible to the public is on the station's Facebook page. The station's Facebook page poll shows that they had 600 votes. We want to up the listenership a little bit there, WDOK in Cleveland. Um, and 94% of the people voting in that poll said, let the song play. 6% said it was in, felt that it was inappropriate. Now, we are in a world today where the 6% that thinks it's inappropriate rule the 94% who say it's appropriate. The minority rules the majority. That is and to the credit of the station, right now, they have 2,200 votes. Oh, nice. But, but it's still 94 to 6. So the majority is still saying, we want to hear the song. It's a classic Christmas song. And it's been redone several times. I, I don't know who, you know, all the, all the hot 
country and rock artists that get together, male and female, like to redo this song because of the lyrics going back and forth, and it showcases their talent. It showcases the, the love struggle during the holidays. It's just a it's just a doggone holiday classic. And I thought, okay, well, what are actual the lyrics? I mean, everybody, you know, when you, I should just do a video of driving, driving with singing, because nobody knows the words to songs. All right, so the video is more like the song is playing, the the song is playing, and all you do is baby is cold outside, baby is cold outside. So I'm thinking with any song, I mean, just it's just the it's just the it's the it's, it's the line, right? I mean, it's it's the hook line. So what are the lyrics to "Baby It's Cold Outside"? All right, so we have the lyrics. I printed the lyrics out, and. Uh, I mean, it's clear that there's, if this is a possible Me Too movement problem, uh, the Blaze isn't going to allow me to do this with a female. So I thought I'd do it with someone who identifies as a female today for a short period of time. Me? Yeah, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Yes, I identify as a female today. So uh, you are, I want, you're going to be the female. Got it. Uh, which is in the lyrics that I printed out is, are the lyrics that are not in parentheses. Okay. Okay. Now there are times in the song, and I know we could go through and you know do it. But there are times in the song when both are singing the parentheses, when both artists. I, I use that word very lightly with us two, um, but uh, when both artists are singing the parentheses. But for this purpose, for this show purpose, we'll just do the song. Uh, you're reading the lyrics outside of the parentheses. I'm going to be reading the lyrics inside the parentheses. And we're going to see if the song should be banned or not banned. Got it. All right. Sounds like a fun idea. Well, I don't know about fun, but because depending on the, how oh, the yeah, lyrics Oh, yeah, it depends how the... Yes, yes, Ooh. yes. Yes, I agree. We might be hashtagging me too quickly. Okay. All right? I'm ready. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, baby, it's cold outside. I really can't stay. Right, Where does it stop right there? Oh, no? I don't know. There's no singing. No singing? Don't uh, try to pretend you're okay. singing. Um, okay, no singing. All right, here we go. Sorry, sorry. All right, I mean, well, maybe if you go back, maybe if you go back and forth, because that wasn't bad, actually. It wasn't bad. So it could possibly get worse, which would make it good. Yes. So go ahead. Okay. I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. But baby... It's cold outside. This evening has been... Been hoping that you'd drop in. So very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like ice. My mother will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floors. Listen to the fireplace roar. So I really, I'll better scurry. Beautiful, please don't hurry. But maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on while I pour. The neighbors might think. Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? No cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlight now. To break this spell. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, 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 sir. Mind if I move in closer? At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense in hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Oh, baby, don't hold out. I simply must go. 
But baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no. But baby, it's cold outside. You're welcome has been. How lucky that you dropped in. So nice and warm. Look out the window at this dawn. My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there at the door. Waves upon the tropical shore. My maiden aunt's mind is vicious. Gosh, your lips are delicious. But maybe just a cigarette more. Never such a blizzard before. I've gotta get home. But baby, you'd freeze out there. Say, lend me a coat. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been grand. I thrill when you touch my hand. But don't you see? How can you do this thing to me? There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of my lifelong sorrow. At least there will be plenty implied. If you got pneumonia and died? I really can't stay. Get over that old out. Baby, Baby it's cold outside. That's classic right there. That's a class that has to be played. I'm in the 94%. Come on. I mean, look, the station said that uh, uh, the lyrics are, you know, playful. And that's, you know, there's an old standby. But, but the song is, is an example of the rape culture in which we live. Shut up. And the first step to preventing sexual violence is to change that. Shut up. It's a song. It's a song. It may have different meaning to a rape survivor. Yeah, no kidding. Everything does. Everything may have a different meaning. See, that's the whole point of being the minority. All right? You're the minority. Oh, yes. You know, someone could have a different opinion of that and i know someone shouldn't maybe watch uh, law and order svu uh someone shouldn't maybe watch uh ncis and have their ptsd flare up okay someone shouldn't watch game of thrones although i don't know why they wouldn't want to watch game of thrones i mean game of thrones has everything family law and order Crime, violence, sex. I mean, why wouldn't you want to watch it? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, this isn't Game of Thrones talk, is it? No, this is hashtag me too. For baby, it's cold outside. I still vote for the song. I want to go back to baby, it's cold outside for just a second. I know we moved on and and I'm sorry, but it's just kind of gnawing at me a little bit because... The couple, they're, they're an interacting couple who are maybe not boyfriend and girlfriend, but want to be. They obviously. like each other. They like each other. And nothing is happening. He, of course, is trying to get her to stay. She is saying, no, but oh, I'll stay for one more drink and we'll talk for a little bit more. That's fine. I know it's cold outside. You keep. T- I don't want to go out there either, but I have to get home and I want to get home and I'll stay for a little bit. And I know you want me to stay and, you know, yeah, we can. Uh, oh, my gosh. Did he say something about her lips and they were kissing? My heart be still. What the world does that have to do with rape culture? No, Jeffy, all this song is talking about. It's so stupid because it's like 
They really like each other. They're just teasing. They're just playing. They're just saying, you know, it's the art of seduction. It's what we did to get our spouses. It, she knows she's not supposed to be there, but you want her to stay there. It's so stupid. Just stop it. Because it's not saying anything about raping her or nothing. It's just playful. That's all it is. Can we go back to being playful with each other and give you the benefit of the doubt that we're not there to rape you? Dana Lash, and she takes a beating. She really does. She drives me, that just drives me crazy. And she fights tooth and nail, man. And she fights back good. And she deserves to fight back good. And she gets hammered for anything. Now they're giving her, she's a gun hooker. I love my guns. I don't feel the need to dress up like a street walker and take pictures with them. I, for one, would support Tom Arnold protecting my kids at school or anywhere over Dana, the blood leech. A good heart is stronger than any weapon. Now, normally Dana might say, God bless. <laughs> now, this is I dress up like a streetwalker and take pictures with them. I'm just going to leave this right here and walk away with her picture uh, on guns and ammo. I, it just fascinates me how much they hate her. And she couldn't be more of what they want a woman to be in America today. Married, children, working, husband, in love, family, extended family. I, I just It's just amazing to me. But because she's a spokesman for the NRA and because she's a spokesman for uh, constitutional rights, they hate her. Just amazing. Just amazing. All right. Well, I'm sorry. It just amazes me how much, what a beating Dana takes. And she takes it full shoulders, man. Full shoulders. No back down. And my favorites are when they just, I mean, my favorite is them calling her just some of the most horrific stuff that they would never call her to her face. There's not a person out there that calls. Dana Lash something on Twitter and some of the, I mean, just vile. And if they walked in front of her in real life, they would cower down on their knees in front of her. They'd be so afraid to say that to her in real life. But and I, and when they do, and, and she just replies, you know, they're looking to, to goad her into something mean. And she's just like, God bless. <laughs> uh I love her, and it's just agonizing to me, the beating she takes. All right, so let's, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on Dana for a little bit. It just kind of pisses me off. She doesn't deserve it, but that's okay. You want to beat her up like that? She's a big girl. She takes it. She fights back. And uh, if there's ever a time when Dana feels like, uh, oh, I don't feel like fighting you, Chris will step in. Husband will step in, and Chris will take care of it for you. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Ridiculous. All right, where are we going? Let's go to the fat pile. It's fat pile Friday on chewing the fat. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Um, hashtag chewing the fat. If you uh, if you want to communicate uh, on social media, Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook and Instagram Jeff Fisher Radio, and of course you uh, you know you can subscribe anywhere that uh, free podcasts are sold. Um, make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you rate and review. 
uh, you know, look, you can rate and review any any way you want. It's fine. I'm just I'm going to help you a little bit though because I know life is busy and you you know you have a lot to do. You just rate it twenty stars. You review it, best podcast ever. You're done. You don't have to worry about it. So you subscribed, you've rated, you've reviewed, and we're going to be on good terms, you and me. All right? Thank you. So we, uh, where are we headed on the fat pile today? I've got, uh, you know, <laughs> when, uh, when you saw, if you follow me already on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and you saw that my fat pile needed liposuction today, it most definitely needs liposuction. Because what happens is, Every day we get we you know we get new stories and we do them and we try to get through them but we don't get through them all. I don't know why we don't get through them all. So your guess is as good as mine. I know. Can can I tell them why? Because I know why. I don't think anyone really knows why. Nobody understands the math behind it. I mean, we get new stories and then by the end of the podcast, there's still stories left over. And I don't know that we. I mean, do you you honestly think you have an answer? Oh, I have an answer. Uh, I mean, the answer is that your stories, your personal life stories, somehow overshadow the headline. And next thing I know, I'm 20 minutes deep and we only cover one headline. I mean, it's my show. It's two of the fat. And uh, from time to time, I may go down a road that was unplanned. From time to time, I mean, the stories bring up, you know, these, some of these stories bring up so many memories. I have flashbacks, so many memories, and I like to share them with you. I mean, there's plenty of stories I don't share. We could be here, <laughs> we be here a long time I start sharing all those stories. So where are we, where are we going? Oh, uh, let's go to Starbucks, shall we? Let's go to Starbucks, because I want to be a fan of Starbucks, and then I don't want to be a fan of Starbucks, all right? Some of the things they have at Starbucks I enjoy, not very many. Uh, you know, my, my daughter, I told you before, I think my daughter gets the strawberry pink drink and, uh, once in a while, I like the French vanilla cappuccino if I have to get something out of there, but I'm not, other than that, I'm, you know, eh. so now Starbucks has now, uh, decided that they're going to, uh, make it so, um, you can't get porn on their Wi-Fi at Starbucks. Now. I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Jeffy's going to be for that. You know, look, I'm not opposed to people looking at porn where they want to. But look, it's Starbucks. It's their company. They do. They honestly can do what they want. And I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. What kills me, though, is Starbucks is like, you know, this multi-billion dollar company now. Uh, Schultz, the head guy, is Mr. Self-Righteous Guy. And they can't, they don't have a, a way to block porn in their stores with their free Wi-Fi. I find that very hard to believe because I know Dunkin' Donuts does. And because uh, there are, uh, and other companies uh, have ways to block porn when you go into their stores with their free Wi-Fi. I'm guessing when you go to McDonald's, I've used McDonald's Wi-Fi before, um, you, there's no porn. Uh, they, they have the blocking device. So Starbucks is now, we've figured out a way. Starbucks has now figured out a way. Good for them. We've got it down. Yeah, I mean, McDonald's, Subway, Chick-fil-A, they all have uh, Wi-Fi that you're not, you don't get porn on. 
So um, I love the Starbucks. Their line was, uh, "We have now, uh, we've now figured it out how we can do it." Um, are you doing something different than anybody else in America? I mean, I'm guessing that if you went to, I don't know, McDonald's and said, "Hey, what do you guys do to block porn?" Oh. That's how you do it on your free Wi-Fi? Oh, okay. We'll do that then. Uh, duh. I'm guessing maybe you're a billion-dollar company. Your IT department would be able to figure that out. It just, it just amazes me that we've, we've figured it out. Oh, you know what? We're able to do it now. We've figured it out. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Now, they've said they've never, uh, in the past, we've never permitted illegal or egregious content at our locations. Really? Really? You've you've monitored every single computer that's used your free Wi-Fi. You don't even, you won't even stop people from using your bathroom. So you're telling me that you, you've stopped that? I think not. And really, the only reason to stop the porn on the free Wi-Fi, and 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 I, and I mean this: the only real reason to stop being able to access pornography on a free Wi-Fi is the child porn rings, because uh, that's what that's how they bypass a lot of the filters that are set up that trigger warnings and that also uh, you know alert other systems. They get on that free Wi-Fi, which doesn't have any filters, and they they go through that. I just can't believe that Starbucks. We finally figured it out. We finally figured it out. We, we, we can do it now. Well, good for you. Thanks for jumping on board. All right. Let's pile on to the... Into the uh, Fat pile. Let's do. Don't look at me like that. This is. I'm not even. This is just. This is like new fat. You mean there's old fat? Believe me, there's old fat. Believe me, there is old fat. Ex manager of O.J. Simpson, the Juice, claims he didn't act alone. O.J. Simpson's former manager, Norman Pardo, is making a documentary about the infamous murders. I mean, we've already got two or three of those bad boys around, right? This is to coincide with the 25th anniversary of the homicides of Nicole and Ron Goldman. For the first time, the most thorough... This is his sales pitch, by the way. All right, this is is not me telling you this. This is his sales pitch for the documentary. For the first time, the most thorough investigation into the murder ever conducted will be shared with America. I mean, I've seen a pretty, I lived it, and I've seen, I believe, probably every every show about it. Uh, He has more than 70 hours of video of Simpson that nobody has seen. Wow. Wow. And we've assembled a team of internationally renowned criminal investigators, experts, and lawyers. This is his, you know, this is sales pitch. Uh, he believes that they uh, can, they 
could not only prove Simpson was involved in their deaths, but for the first time reveal that he had one, at least one accomplice. That's pretty amazing because uh, we already, a lot of people already figured that. And uh, he's already, uh, he's already been found innocent of that. He's already been found not guilty of that. He's already done uh, time in prison for another crime that was, I always felt that they gave him more time for that crime because they didn't, uh, they feel like he should have done time for the actual murders, which he was found not guilty on. And then he was found guilty in a civil court. And we've all seen, uh, you know, the documentary, you know, America versus OJ Simpson or OJ versus America, whatever the heck the title of that thing is. And he's still OJ Simpson, man. You saw that guy walk out of jail in Vegas, and it's still the juice. I mean, I know it's just me. I get it. I I know he's a, you know, he's a, do I believe he did it? Yeah, you know, now I think he did. Now I think he did. But I don't want to believe it. And when I saw him this last time when he got out of jail, I mean, I still, in my mind, that's O.J. Simpson. And at the time, he was the juice, man. He was O.J. Simpson. And so it's, it's, it's hard to see him, you know, walk out in, in prison blues and in handcuffs. And he's still, he's still the juice, man. Still O.J. It's hard. But you can look forward to that. Look forward to that documentary because there's not enough O.J. Simpson documentaries out there to be had. In Guntersville, Alabama, and I love Guntersville, Alabama this time of year. Beautiful. Officials uh, screwed up. Officials screwed up. And And you think to yourself, wow, how could you screw up so much that you'd order 24,000 extra rolls of toilet paper? Well, they did. Uh, they wrote, they mistakenly spent $22,000 on toilet paper and another $9,000 for 450 cases of trash bags. So whoever is ordering, uh, that's a little bit of a problem there in Guntersville, Alabama. Um, the entire budget for the janitorial supplies is only $15,000 a year. Ah, they're a little, little too much. That's, you know, a couple years worth. Now, county commissioners, get this. This is what I found interesting about this. The county commissioners have negotiated a bill of more than $30,000 down by about half. So now they've got two years worth of stuff, or at least they've, they, they originally were, you know, they were charged over 30000 right? The commissioners said, we're told the people we're not going to pay it, and they've negotiated which means they said we're not going to pay the thirty thousand. We're not going to pay the thirty-two thousand. If you want some money, figure out what we're going to pay you. But we're not going to pay you the thirty-two thousand. So they've negotiated the bill down, and they're still whining because they got to figure out what where they're going to store it. I mean, I'm guessing this is just a thought. I'm guessing that somewhere there's a county building in Guntersville, Alabama, that could house some toilet paper and some trash bags. Just a guessing. I'm guessing there's a school that's been closed for a while in Guntersville, Alabama, in the county, in the county, not not only the city, but the county that could house some toilet paper and trash bags. 
I'm guessing that someone, one of the commissioners in Guntersville, Alabama, has a barn that could house some toilet paper and some trash bags for a little while. I'm guessing that's the case. But let's see you and me. We maybe could say, hey, we were that was a mistake. Can you take it back and give us credit? Maybe. Surprised they didn't do that. But if we were to say, if I were to order, let's say, $22,000 worth of toilet paper, <laughs> and then say, um, you know, I'm not going to pay you. Um, you know, I'll pay, you know what? I'll, you know, I'll pay you 10000 That's all you're getting from me. I'm going to keep all the toilet paper, but I'm not going to pay you the full amount. I'd probably be in jail. Jeffrey, you're at 32 minutes, and you've only covered three stories. Oh, I have not covered three stories. That's all you have covered. That's it. 32 minutes on the mark. We did the Baby got back. I mean, baby got back. (laughs) That's another That's the hashtag. Yes, that's the hashtag. Uh, Baby's cold outside. Yeah. Okay. Then we did Dana Lash. Yeah. Okay. And then the story that you just finished before you went to a little music. That's it. What was... That's it. I did Starbucks. Okay, that's that's it. The porn. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Three. No, there was more in there. No. All right. What about the? Just continue. Go. You look at that fat pile. Police officer. I can't do this story. <laughs> I can't do the story. I can't. Are you kidding me? The police officer rescues chicken from fire? Why are we paying police officers to rescue chickens? This is embarrassing. I don't know why we're spending so much money on the damn police department. It's because they're rescuing chickens. A police officer who saved a chicken from becoming a roaster is taking a ribbon from his fellow's office. Good! He should! My chicken's in there. That's a bummer. So body cam video released by the Ossining New York police shows the officer responding to a shed fire. So it wasn't a house. It was a shed fire. He removes some propane tanks. So the shed is on fire. The police goes in to remove propane tanks, which was as dangerous as it is. That's, he, he should be careful doing that. I mean, God bless his heart for that because <laughs> it's easy for those things to explode. So he goes to save the, pulls the propane tanks out of the way so they don't explode. He hears, hears a bird cluck, picks up the chicken, and brings it out and tells the owner, I got your chicken. So it's a little bit different than going in and just rescuing a chicken. He didn't pull up and someone said, is everybody safe? My chicken's inside. If that's ever said to a police officer and the police officer says, all right, I'll go get it. Fire that police officer immediately. Fire him. I mean, I question it with any kind of animal. And I don't want to hear, oh, the dog people are going to hate me and the cat people are going to hate me. I know. I know. I know. The bird people, the chickens, the 
parrots, the everything else, the house is on fire, and we the animals, we got everybody out, but there's still Lily the cat. If Lily the cat can't get out on her own, we'll say a prayer for Lily the cat, and we'll bury whatever if we find the remains. Now, I know I'm going to hear... <laughs> I know I'm going to hear from you. I know you love your cats. I know you love your dogs. I know you love your birds. I got it. I do, I do, I do. But we should not be risking police officers' lives to save your chicken. I'm sorry. Now, if the fire continues to burn and the chicken is still in there, I'm okay with maybe the police officer going in and getting it before it gets burned so we can eat it. Why doesn't this happen to me? Here's two stories, and why doesn't this happen to me? All right, over the holiday, over the Thanksgiving holiday, an ATM in Houston, I saw the video of this, amazing, the ATM in Houston dispensing $100 bills instead of tens uh, on a on a glitch from the from the ATM. Okay, so they find out, and in today's world, you know, something like that happens, it's all over social media, so people are showing up. I mean, they were they were blocking it off, right? I mean... There are people showing up to take their hundreds, and there were there were people around it going, no, no these are my hundreds. Right? I mean, it was amazing. Now, so the, the bank correctly, the bank says the vendor incorrectly loaded $100 bills in place of the 10s. Now, you'd think in today's world, they would say, we want our money back. And we know who you are, right? Because use your card. And by the end, right, by the end with the, with, the, with the people standing around, they take your card, we'll take you up there, we'll let you go up and plug in your number, right? Plug in your number, and because the tens were hundreds, it probably only does increments of 20, right? So you take 20 out and you get 200. You either give me 100 for walking you up here or you ain't getting up here. Right, that's the that's the ATM guard right there, the ATM mafia at Bank of America. But Bank of America said customers will be able to keep the extra dispense money. Wow, wow, that is very very nice of them. I mean that that doesn't happen in today's world. I'm surprised. I think we're going to find out that the hundred dollar bills were for were. Uh, we're illegal money. I think we are. That's what you're going to find out. You ever have to spend? <laughs> I worked for a guy that uh, when I was working, uh, one, one store I worked at in Florida, uh, somebody came in and bought groceries and gave us a uh, an illegal $100 bill. So we have a counterfeit $100 bill. At the store. And so the manager says to me, Jeff, come here. He gives me the counterfeit $100 bill, and he says, go buy some lunch. And I was like, "Um, okay, thank you. Why? And so he took me back in his office, and he goes, look, this is counterfeit money. If I turn it into the bank, the bank takes it. And the store is out a hundred bucks. If you go get lunch, pay with the hundred dollar bill. Take, we'll bring the change back. 
the store will just be short, whatever your lunch was, but will be up $80 or $90. Instead of losing the 100, we'll only have lost the 10 or whatever your lunch is. Now, I'm guessing that somewhere along the line, that's illegal. However, lunch was pretty good. Another story of why this never happens to me. A North Carolina woman gives gets wrong lottery ticket, wins almost $300,000. Now, you ever go into um, where you buy your lottery tickets, your lottery tickets, and uh, a couple things happen. You say, hey, I'll take a Powerball for, you know, Saturday night. And they give you, they print out the Powerball, and you realize that they didn't give you the power play. So with Powerball, that's two bucks for just the Powerball, and it's three dollars for the power play. And the power play always means you get more money or whatever. So you play the power play, and you go, "Oh, I wanted the power play." And they go to take the ticket back. No thanks, I'll keep that ticket too. Go ahead, get me another one with the power play. Okay, so if they give you a wrong ticket, a wrong printed ticket, or a wrong, they say, "Oh, I printed out a mega, and you wanted a power play. I'll take that too." Right? I can't help myself. I mean, I just can't, I can't help myself. You have to say yes. I've got a guy now that, that I were in a store that I regularly go to. So I go in and I, you know, that's where I get gas. And he's, he's always, Hey, morning. How you doing? I mean, we don't know each other, but we know each other through convenience store, knowing each other. And, uh, that's where I, you know, I buy a lotto ticket from there. And he always has a couple that are printed out wrong. I think they do it on purpose. Actually. I think the guy comes in in the morning and just prints out a few extra tickets and then puts them up on the screen so he gets people to spend some extra money at his stupid store, and it works. Because I, I said, okay, I'll take a power play for Saturday. Because I got a wrong mega up here. You going to have this? You going to take this? Well, of course I'm going to take it. Now that you brought it to my attention, I, I won't be able to live with myself. I can barely live with myself driving by a bag on the side of the road without stopping to look what's in it. You're going to tell me you've got a ticket up there that nobody wanted and I've got it here for you. Could be a winner. Yeah, it could be. Now, it hasn't been for me. So this lady goes in and asks for a scratch off. They give her the wrong scratch off, but she's, you know, duh, doesn't pay attention and starts scratching it off. And then realizes it's the wrong scratch off. But she realizes, oh, she thinks she wanna want some money, so she keeps going. Seven, 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 seven. Two hundred and seventy-seven grand. That's sweet. That's a sweet wrong ticket right there, right? I mean, it's in North Carolina, so she takes home one hundred and ninety-five thousand. That's not that sweet. I'm sorry. Two hundred seventy-seven thousand. That's nice. 195000 That's not so nice. Now, obviously, we all take it. And we, and we complain all the way to our bank. Right? The government took $80,000 from me. Criminals. The government criminals. I shouldn't even have taken the whole thing. But you do. And you move on. You just complain. That's where we're at now in America. Nothing happens, but we just complain about it. Sad. Sad. It's sad that I can be upset and you can be upset for winning $277,000.
and only taking home $195,000 of that and just saying, oh, I know, but it's as taxes. And hey, I got 195000 out of it. So... Since Glenn is in Tampa tonight, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, it's Friday, November 30th, the last day of November, by the way. Wow. <sighs> wow. Chris Cruz's birthday tomorrow? Are you celebrating? Having the big birthday bash? Have you, have you oh, been, yeah. Been having the birthday novella all week? or? Oh, yeah. We're going out. Full out. All weekend. Where are, you, where are you going? What are you doing? I don't know. It's a surprise. So we'll see. It's a surprise? Yeah, from the wife. She's trying to surprise me. It's the first. Oh, it's the first birthday of mine that she gets to celebrate as a wife. Oh God, stop so. it! It's agonizing. Is happy it, birthday! Yeah, well, thank you, Jeffy. I yeah, happy it. birthday. What did you get me? I got a present for you. It's in my okay. office. Oh, okay. It's just for you. I went out of my way. I remembered last night that it was your birthday, and I said, "Oh my gosh, I got to get something for Chris," and it's just for you. I picked it out. Just for you. You know, I do want to believe you, but I don't. I really want to believe you. Because that is something that you actually will do. Like, oh, yeah, it's Christmas birthday. But I just don't believe you. Why? Why would you believe me? It's you, Jeffy. We have this relationship between you and me that is like, I like to call it something. You know, I call it the battle wife syndrome. That's what I call it right there. And, And you abuse me so much. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? He loves me. I know deep down that he loves me. He only does this because he loves me. He likes me. And you do. You, you give me that little touch. And I'm like, okay. But see, right now I'm like, is he playing with my feelings? Is he, what is he doing? Oh, of course not, baby. See, that's what you have to do. And I'm, I'm fine with it now. I'm fine. Chris, I told you already. I'm hurt that you think I would lie to you about that. I remembered that it was your birthday, and I went out, and I said, we've got to get something special for Chris. Now, I meant to give it to you earlier, but it's been busy so far today. And I, I and now, I mean, I'll go get it right now. In fact, you know what? Just hold on. I'll go get it. I cannot believe my wife did not put it in my briefcase. I cannot believe my I cannot believe my so wife did it. not. It's not here. Uh, so it's Monday. So Monday. Monday. Okay. Monday. Oh, okay. Monday. But I'm so sorry. Gosh darn it! Maybe I'll find a way to see you tomorrow. Mm. But I don't know where you're going to be. Is it next to the uh, phone? I don't know uh, where you're going to be. The phone holder, you know, the tripod that you look at every morning, and you're yes, supposed to it's bring. Right it's right next to that right one. Right there. Okay. I just want to make sure that because you know you're supposed to bring a a tripod for your phone every every day. But you always said you, you every it's time right there. you go out the door, you look at it, and it's right there, sitting right there on the table. Okay, yeah, and that's where that's that's where your gift is, right there on the table. And I thought that she had put it in, and she did. It was, I left early; it was dark. I didn't see. Next thing you know. So anyway, Gladbeck is in Tampa. Uh, tonight, uh, doing his uh, addicted outrage tour uh, tonight in Orlando, tomorrow in uh, Orlando, 
And uh, this story is from Tampa, Florida. A former Tampa police officer accused of sexual battery against a woman he pulled over. All right. He's had everything taken from him. They've taken uh, kids' college. They've wiped him out. All right? Wiped him out. He had a stellar, unblemished 20-year career as a law enforcement officer. It all came crashing down two and a half years ago when a woman he pulled over on a traffic stop accused him of sexual battery. He denied it. Tough. They arrested and charged him. Then they fired him. All of it, everything, gone. Now, two and a half years later, his defense attorney has found that the accuser once boasted about flirting her way out of a ticket. According to records, she told detectives, I would... I'll flash you if you ask me to flash you. Like, flashing is no big deal. The case went on and realized that um, she had a text message her child's father that she was planning on getting millions from this cop case. He was originally... They thought they had DNA from this police officer called Touch DNA on her panties. All right. Now, the Touch DNA would have come from when he touched the license. Okay, that's how much. That's how little DNA. It just. Your touch DNA when you touch that license and he gave it back to her. Did she rub it on her underwear? I don't know. I'm guessing so. So with evidence casting more than a reasonable doubt that he had that he had not acted inappropriately, the charges against him are now dropped. Now, the Tampa Police Department, Police Chief Brian Dugan, I do not know who that is. It's been a while since I've lived in Tampa. A statement saying, in part, he was fired for not maintaining the expected standard of conduct and for untruthfulness. We stand by our decision. What part of I didn't do it is untruthful? I love the statement from the police department. The state's attorney office notified uh, the Tampa Police Department, and they put this in their release, has notified us the charges against former Tampa Police Officer Adam York have been dropped. The the, The decision by the state attorney has no bearing on our on our decision. His status with our department has not changed. Tampa police investigated the allegation thoroughly and with a sense of urgency. We consulted uh, Tampa officer might be involved. We pulled him off the street in order to protect the public. 
His response was contradicted by the evidence, and he was fired for not maintaining the expected standard of conduct and for untruthfulness. We stand by our decision. I hope the comments made by Adam York's attorney today don't have this is the Tampa Police Department. I hope that the comments made by Adam York's attorney today won't have a chilling effect on victims of sexual assault and cause them to be reluctant to come forward. No, but your actions have. How about you hope that the actions of a false accuser does well to prove that when you accuse someone, we look into it, we take all the evidence, and we will prosecute and if need be. But you don't just get to accuse someone, and that's the end of their life. I'd like to hear that from Tampa, but apparently not. So, another case of the accused taking the fall without being any guilt at all. You get accused, you go down. Welcome to the Me Too movement. Have a great weekend. All right, take care of yourself. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review at Jeffy MRA, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook and Instagram. I've got a Saturday show for you. Be ready for that. You can listen to. I'm just going to talk about. Uh, I want to. For years, I've wanted to be the uh, Postmaster General. I think I've found a new gig at the post office that I want more than the Postmaster Generalship, but I can get more done, and we can fix this post office problem with me being on that job rather than the postmaster general. (laughs) You know, there's no chance of me ever becoming postmaster general or the new job that I want, but I would love it.